Yo, what's up, friends? Welcome back to the local podcast. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Greensburg Video. That's my video and photography company located right here on Main Street in Greensburg. If you and your company are up for some fresh ideas and some engaging content, look no further than Greensburg Video. Speaking of advertising, you can do that for your business right here on the local podcast. If you're interested in that, hit me up at thelocal724.com. But enough of this palaver. Let's get the show on the road. Welcome to the Local 724 Podcast in 3, 2, 1. Today we have a pretty good show for you lined up. Uh, two people in studio. We have Alicia Edwards. You know her from uh, the Trendy Bunny and previous guest multiple times on the podcast. And then we have Tara Gandy. She's our guest today. She's in here talking to us about uh, her therapy practice and things that she's got going on in Greensburg. So Tara, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I am doing well. Awesome. Um, If you could just tell us a little bit more about uh, yourself, what you do, that would be awesome. Sure. And then just make sure that mic's really nice and close. Gotcha. All right. I am a Greensburg resident born and raised, and I currently own and run Building Bridges Together, LLC. Um, I worked in the services for 20 plus years, I hate to even admit that, but I saw how it was changing, and I didn't like what I I was seeing. Mm -hmm. The care kind of went out of the window, and Building Bridges Together was something that was given to me like back in 2000 one or two whenever I was in graduate school. So I knew it was coming and it was just something I kind of sat on as I went through life and got, you know, had kids and was just going through that life process and kind of building that foundation. And then I finally just took that leap of faith back in 2017 and said, okay, this is the window of time. Yeah. So I did just that. I left the agency that I was with. Um, I planned to build up a little bit more, but for the reasons I already stated is why I was kind of, pushed out the door a little bit faster, pushed myself out the door yeah, <laughs> um, and started officially building bridges together. And it is my platform that I use to bring awareness about mental health. There's stigmas, as we know, about oh, yeah. mental health services right. and it's scary and nobody wants to hear the word therapy. But um, so that was that's the main purpose of it. I certainly still see individuals and couples and families um, in therapy sessions. Right now I'm doing everything virtually and or going to them just because of what I was saying about the office and zoning and everything official. But that's the nice thing about how I'm wired and how I built the, the practice. I purposely did not go through licensure because that's unfortunately one of the entities that created some of the lack of care that was happening in the services, you know, licensing comes in and, and again, let me preface it with this, nothing against anybody who is licensed. Don't send me any hate mail. I'll do it later. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But you know, there's a flip side to that and you're seeing actually a lot of licensed therapists now not utilize that for their billing services because they don't want to go through all the red tape because the licensing entities and powers that be get to tell you, including insurance companies, what to do, how to do it, why to do it, et cetera. And to me, if you're implementing like actual care, then some of those boundaries being loose, 
are better for the yeah. clientele. So what kinds of things are you, have you seen that the licensing is, it was hindering? I think it, it created, what's the word do I want to say? Like a pressure okay. for the businesses, the companies, the therapists that fall under that leadership to focus more on dotting your I's and crossing your T's mm. than actually caring for the clientele. Oh, okay. And it yeah. became where clients were numbers, like herds of animals just coming through the door. And it was like, gotcha. oh, gotta go, gotta go, gotta, like every hour on the hour. Yeah. And now I have the liberty, if I need to spend two hours with a client, nobody can tell me I can't. That's awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah that's um, really cool. Or if they feel more comfortable meeting in a mutual location or in their home mm -hmm. or in the park and have a coffee and meet, I can do that because now I don't have licensing saying you can't do that. Right. You have to meet in this office at this time for this long. And by the way, their units are up. So sorry, they're suicidal, but good luck. Yeah. Wow. They have funny. that control yeah. when you're going through the insurance companies. Um, so that's primarily why people get licensed so that they can build insurance companies mm -hmm. where I'm just doing, you know, fee for service. Right. And like I said, a lot, I of think a lot of businesses now. are moving to a kind of cash base. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, I think it's strategic and, and mm -hmm. in what you're saying, what I'm picking up is you just want to help people. Right. right? Absolutely. That's where you're at. Absolutely. Well, get ready for a therapy session because I've got some stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. You're welcome. I assume you're seeing more people now, um, you know, after COVID and going yeah. through, not after COVID, don't, don't send me hate mail either. Um, <laughs> you know, living through a worldwide pandemic is probably. Right. Right. There difficult. are more people reaching out. Yeah. You know, unfortunately it kind of got worse before it got better in the sense that this kind of catapulted people to, to reach out and get help because now they've been in house with infants, mm -hmm. with preschoolers, with teenagers, whatever the case is, there right. are three dogs and a cat. Yeah. They've been closed in. And so a lot of the issues that were already there are now either coming to the surface or they're being magnified. You know, if there were marital issues before, there's definitely marital issues Oh, for now. sure, yeah. Oh, so. I think that's, um, <laughs> that goes without saying. But I do feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm certainly in the, I'm in the baby business, so that's wrong. Uh, I don't have anything to do with your your sort of expertise here, but I do feel like COVID shined a light on mental health in a way that people are being more open and honest. Myself, yes. I'm very transparent on my social media. Like oh, yeah. I, I straight up had a mental breakdown. Uh, where were you a few months ago? But um, <laughs> I think that transparency is really important going through something like what we've done and burnout's a real thing. So right, right. why don't you tell us a little bit about what you can do for me in particular? And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why therapists have therapists. You know, we're not yeah. exempt. You know, right. I don't put yeah. on some faulty hat that like everything is perfect and yeah. you know, we are dumped on and then we have to have somewhere to put that information. And it's not obviously personal information, but it's just in general. You know, yeah. you do get that burnout, especially when there's a heightened need for you can't you know, drink the from an empty cup, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. So what do you do for that? How do you seek the help that you need to make sure that you're, you're doing the best for your clients. I have amazing, amazing colleagues that I worked with in the field over, you know, that those few decades that I've just collected over the years and I hold them dear to my heart and they are there as a resource. So we may not speak in a technical session or, you know, whichever, but we'll go out and have lunch 
and I'll be able to kind of replenish myself and they'll definitely mm-hmm. pour into me. Um, I have a friend, Tracy, shout out to her, who is a yoga instructor and Kevin, who is a therapist that, um, that between those two, those are like my rocks. And then naturally I have, you know, the resources that I tell everybody else to, you know, utilize. So whether that is, um, you know, listening to music, doing the exercise, yoga, having those outlets, music mm-hmm. is my therapy. So that's like at the top of my list. That's awesome. So you, what about just like the average person? Like what, what, what should we do? How would somebody get in touch with you or, or if they're looking for help and maybe they're not from this area, what should they do? They can thank God for Google, right. Or like right, Facebook yeah. search. They can find me um, on Facebook. I have my website as well. But they, if they go to Facebook, that's the easiest place because all of my platforms are there. So under Building Bridges Together Counseling is how I'm listed on Facebook. Um, and I'm also on uh, Instagram. But if they go to the Facebook page and they do that search, you'll see where I also have Mamas with Brown Sons. Mm-hmm. Because, again, my platform, I love doing the actual therapy. But... There are a lot of therapists out there, including some great ones. So my focus is on awareness that's impacting the mental health. Mm-hmm. Look at what we've been through these past couple of years with all of the unnecessary loss. Yeah. You know, right. George Floyd, for example. So um, and I'm a mom of three brown sons. Mm-hmm. So under Building Bridges Together, you'll find the counseling services and for contact information. But you also find the Mamas with Brown Sons page and Speak It Out Loud Porch Talk, which is. Oh, I want to talk about the Mamas with Brown Sons thing. Yeah. Go Let's for get it. Into that. So tell us what that is. So with everything that was going on, I need to talk about what do you do for yourself? I needed an outlet. Right. Because I, like I, I felt like I was busting at the seams. Um, naturally, I have two out of three that are driving. And unfortunately, circumstances happen, as we've seen, yeah. by being pulled over. Again, being born and raised in this area, I know how it works sometimes. It's happened to me. It's happened to my loved ones. It doesn't mean that every police officer is bad, which is why I'm trying to reach out to the chief of police of Greensburg. I'm still waiting for my call back. We've been playing phone tag a little bit, but it's been a while. So if he ever hears this, I'm still waiting for my phone call. But I want to be able to work with them. It's not a judgment to them, but why wait until something happens to do something about it? Let's do some prevention, get to know your um, citizens. And, you know, when I was growing up here, everybody knew everybody. It's not like that anymore. So just to be able to um, create that awareness. I lost my thought because I was running my rampage about that. That's all right. What's like, have you seen like... I mean, now it's in the news so much and we just see it all the time. Has it has it ramped up in the past few years or is this something that has just been like kind of swept under the carpet? Oh, I've forever? got an answer for that. Um, I, I also have brown sons and we come from a very diverse family. I have five sons and I, I think it's a really interesting thing that people ask that question yeah. a lot. Something that I get like, oh, well, this came out of nowhere. Like, no, you moron. It's been going on right. for a long time. Yeah. And one of the, you know, social media is as much a curse as it is a blessing. And sure. now we're just seeing it. Right. We're just seeing it. it's been hidden in the media for a long time. It's an uncomfortable situation or a conversation to talk about, but it's an important one. Right. Um, I also have one son that's driving and three that should be. Um, but because of the color of their skin, I have not allowed them to get their license. 
Um, I think it's a very difficult challenge being a white woman raising uh, in a very diverse family, raising my boys in a way that I really don't know mm-hmm. how, what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think those resources are definitely lacking out there. And those conversations are difficult to have, especially if you don't know what you're talking about. And you just answered the original question. That's why I created Mamas with Brown Sons. There it is. Two part. I needed my own outlet mm-hmm. and place to kind of scream out loud. But just not to do that and just rant and rave about it, but to do something about it. Yeah. So whether I go, yes. So whether I go live on there and just do some education awareness, I've interviewed non-minority families that are raising brown children. And obviously the name came because I'm a mama with brown sons, right? Right, But it's for men and uh, grandparents now that are raising, you know, brown children not just sons but daughters as well so uh don't let the name fool you it's certainly for everybody i've gotten some of those messages too but i started it from the heart from what i could identify with and then broadened that scope as time went on so it would be a really good resource maybe you and i should even have some sidebar conversation about you know just being a support to one another because it is very scary it is very scary and and even in little greensburg perspective because you know i have children who are white and i see Mm -hmm. i see the difference i see it i watch it happen and you know let's talk about george floyd for a minute i had a lot of friends just uh, (laughs) great people honestly really great people that you know didn't do things like participate in the protest jordan and i went we were there and and you can't help but feel like wow Hold up a second. If you're not going to show up for George, how are you not going to, how are you, when are you going to show up for my boys? Right. Yeah. And that's, right. I think, Make part of my burnout. You know, you've got mm-hmm. worldwide pandemic, but a lot of that has to do with my personal burnout was mm-hmm. because of Black Lives Matter. Right. And I'm not scared for who's going to turn off this podcast right this second because right, yeah. they hear me saying something that may be uncomfortable. But the more uncomfortable you are with this situation, the better. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. need to be uncomfortable. We you have to ask those questions. Exactly. In this situation. If you're exactly. comfortable, that's not going to provoke change. There yeah. it is. Exactly. Yeah. Change, growth, all of that comes from uncomfortability. Right. You know? right. right. It just, um, that whole like thing coming to light, uh, just recently, I guess is like really, uh, shined a light on a lot of people. And Alicia and I have talked about this. Like, I just realized, I guess, that the blessing and the curse of all of this has been I've been able to find my key group of people that I want to be a part of and the people that I thought maybe were like, oh, yeah, let's hang with, you know, these kids, the cool kids or whatever. I don't want to be a fucking part of that group. Amen. I just don't. And if you don't have like it, it just flat out, if you're a human being and you don't have sympathy for somebody, your neighbors, then you're a piece of shit in my book. Agreed. You just, I second the shit thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. I, I mean, I, I'm just really excited that we get to have this conversation because I yeah. think it is a conversation that, you know, a lot of times, especially with Jordan and I, it, it goes on behind closed doors because it right. is an uncomfortable thing to talk about. And that is, it's terrifying to me for my own children. And if you don't have sympathy for what this community has gone through and Mm -hmm. has gone through for generations, like this is not new, this is not a new thing. Right. And so I'm curious, you know, how you're helping people cope with this or encouraging them to get more involved in their community. Do you feel like Greensburg has done what it needs to do to be more Uh, proactive? Absolutely not. Yeah. That was a leading question. I Um, I know. (laughs) And, And again, 
No judgments. Right. You know, I want this to be a team effort. I mm-hmm. want my community, our community to be better. Yeah. Once again, being born and raised here, my heart is here as much as I hate it sometimes. Um, but what my, again, what I'm doing, creating the space, Mamas with Brown Sons, using that platform to write letters and reach out to the local police, which I did. Um, I have not heard back from Southwest police yet as well. I know they had some transition um, with getting a new chief. I believe the old one retired. Um, But my goal is, again, to sit down with them and say, what are you doing to help your police officers? It's not just about what I'm getting and what the community is getting, but what are they getting as well? Because I tell you what, if I was a white officer pulling somebody over that's a minority these days, I'd be scared as hell. Oh yeah, Because I don't know what's going to happen. Meaning, I know I'm already under the spotlight oh yeah you're under the microscope right and maybe you are legitimately pulling somebody over trying to just do your job Mm -hmm. right so we have to start by having that conversation let's have a sit down and say how can we help each other how can i help your officers not be as anxious and educate them about some of the things they might want to be sensitive about as they're pulling over a minority assuming that it's for the right reasons right um and then also what are you doing to reach out to your community members all community members, but specifically knowing the the minority community members, I don't expect them to know everybody by name or by face. But when I'm at a red light and I'm in the car with my son, again, born and raised here, and I see a police officer at a course at a uh, stoplight near me, and the look is not a welcoming look, that's concerning to me. Yeah. Because what if I wasn't in the vehicle with my child? So your demeanor already tells me, it already confirms my fear. Mm-hmm. It's such a difficult thing for me because I just, I don't experience that. You know, I, I have a, a great relationship with our local police um, because I do own Trendy Bunny, which happens to be in an alley by a bar. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. they do the, the good old walkthroughs and drive-bys and, and, and they're really supportive. And that's where it's difficult for me as, you know, a non-minority mother raising brown children wow what am i supposed to do and one of my children is from nigeria so has a very thick accent and uh, i worry you know what that means for him is are they going to be i can barely understand him sometimes sometimes i'm just like oh yeah that's what you said i have no clue what just came out of your mouth so Mm -hmm. um and i think he's been kind of trained to put his head down Mm -hmm. um i don't know where that came from um you know i I didn't adopt my son until he was 14 so he had a whole life you know, before mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's scary for me to think about what that means for them. trying not to get emotional. Think about what that means for them when I have not a complaint about what has ever happened to me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not from Greensburg. So, you know, it, it feels like a small town in some ways and in others, it feels like it's very progressive. I will say when we went to the George Floyd protest, I was shocked mm-hmm. to see how many people were there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. But you know, behind closed doors, there were a lot of people that were uncomfortable with that. Right. And, and that makes me angry. And yeah. my anger kind of turned into, um, all right, you can all burn in hell. I'm out. Like <laughs> I'm yeah. done. I cut my friends list both on social media and in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, But what good does that do ultimately? Right. Right. I mean, if you're not having a conversation with those people. And that's where, again, I would like to see our leaders be more involved in that. I know that there was a community event at St. Clair Park a couple of times, Mm -hmm. um, Unity Mm -hmm. in the Community. And when I did attend 
I was very disappointed that there wasn't uh, any of the officers present. To my understanding, there was the one of the officers was supposed to actually speak, but was told to get back to duty. That's hearsay. Don't know if it's true fully or not. But again, this, that shouldn't even be a potential rumor. You know, mm-hmm. I would like to see them get more involved. I'm not saying that there hasn't been any uh, progression, but we can't stop where it was or is at. Yeah. You know, it has. So we have to have these difficult conversations. So if you take what I'm saying and you're immediately offended or you think the uh, worse or you are immediately, um, you know, feeling some type of way about it, then that says something in itself. Instead, it should be like, yeah, I got to. Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it sounds like you're saying I just want to have a conversation. Right. You're not pointing fingers or, you know, none of that stuff. Absolutely not. It's very much like, hey, I see a problem here. Let me help. Right. Right. On both ends. Again, it's not just what can you do for me? Mm -hmm. What can you give to me? Well, what but, can I do for you too? What, right. How can I help, help you through this? Before we have an issue that occurs here, mm-hmm. let's do some prevention. Yeah, I mean, it's just basics, I think. The, mm-hmm. You know, you have to talk to people to find common ground right. on anything. Whether you're going to Best Buy to buy a television or, you know, you're out <clears throat> doing anything else, you know, uh, negotiating a deal for landscaping or whatever. You have to talk to people and you have to get into those like, uncomfortable conversations for things to get done. That's basic. So what we're talking about is like, you know, way advanced compared to that. But like those conversations still need to happen. Absolutely. That's like a a buddy of mine the other day put up a post and I was like surprised by some of the comments uh, in the post, but the, it was a, it was a poster that said um, racism is so American that when you protest it, they think you're protesting America. Like that was like, I read it and I scrolled past it and then I backed up and I read it like three or four more times just to like plot all those points in my head, like, you know, going back and forth. And I was just like, this is one of the most true statements I've ever read in my life. If you just protest racism alone, People think you're anti-American. You're anti-American. Well, isn't is that, that right? like the polar Bullshit? opposite of what we're doing? Right. Also, I feel like this very bizarre thing happened the past couple of years where protests became like an ugly word. Yeah. Right? Like, when did that become right? a thing? The 60s and 70s, man. That was like, fuck yeah, you're doing it for yeah. the country. You're, you're, you're right? really like, doing you're it for- You're American as right. long as you're protesting the right things yeah. that don't make people uncomfortable. Right, right? exactly. I mean- it definitely is a conversation that I almost feel like I have anxiety even talking about it right now because I, I feel like I've been kind of shut down in a, in a corner and mm-hmm. I realized just how small my circle was. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a good way. I yeah. mean, I was very selfish and self-centered, not realizing that I had a responsibility to be uncomfortable as yeah. the word of the day, right? Everybody take a shot. But yeah, I think it's it's really important. And for me, I think there there is not a lot of ho- whole lot of minorities in our community. Right. There's just not. I mean, I think it's yeah. like 13% or something. It's way different than what it was. That's for yeah. sure, but it's still not a lot. It's not a lot. And I'll tell you my kids, they go to the local public school. <clears throat> um 
I love Greensburg Salem. I've brought the conversation up many times. You know, why don't we have any diversity in our school district? We have it with our students. I remember my kids being in middle school, which like middle school is hell, right? Like I, I give all of the all of you people that choose to work in that environment a lot of credit, but um, it's just a very difficult age, and it's I found it to be more difficult for my brown sons. And um, they would immediately assume, well, I'm getting in trouble because you're racist. And when I went to the school and tried to explain to them, like, I, I don't think you're racist. He's not calling you a racist. Right. But let's talk about why he thinks that. Like, why does he go there? Right, because yeah. he doesn't have mm-hmm. any counselors, any teachers, any facility or faculty members that look like him. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. And the answer that I've always gotten, and and I'm sure Greensburg Salem's never going to listen to this podcast now. Sorry, Jordan. Um <laughs> was always, well, they won't apply. Why? Why are they not applying? You have black students here. You have brown students here. Right. You have Latino students here. Or they leave the you area have Asian after students graduation. Here. Right. Why are they not choosing to teach here in Greensburg? Right. Right. Let's, t- let's talk about that. Let's not just pass the buck. Mm-hmm. Let's figure it out. And unfortunately, after rallying so many times, I've kind of given up. You know, we have an amazing man that runs for school board every year. <laughs> he never makes it. And you have to question yourself and say, hey, are you guys just voting for the same people because you're comfortable there? Or are you afraid of a new face? Right. You know, mm-hmm. afraid of the change, afraid of having that talk, the difficult talks. Yeah. And it's it has to you bring up a good point as well. It can't just be I'm not just going to put all the the heat on um, our local government. It has to be in every area. Again, mm-hmm. this is why I take pride in going into churches, businesses, school districts, which I'm still waiting to hear a little shout out from um, Greensburg Salem. Uh, in regards to raising awareness, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't always have to be about mental health. We can talk about diversity. When I was going to high school there, I remember that there was some serious racial tension. Again, they waited till there was a problem and then they did the bare minimum about it, but they did something about it. And they had some of the local pastors come in that were minorities and some of the NAACP representatives come in and, and speak to us. And, but funny enough, they met with all the minority students. Mm-hmm. We need to meet with everybody. Right. Oh, <laughs> that's good. You know, if you want to help us, maybe send in a counselor or something like that. But the problem is not with us in that context. It was coming from those that were projecting the racism onto us. You yeah. know, so why not have a huge assembly for that? Or, you know, breakout groups mm-hmm. or something. Well, it's definitely fear, right? I mean, the second you talk about racism, people assume that you're calling them a racist, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just such yeah. a scary accusation. And maybe you're not racist, but maybe you have some undertone, you know, thoughts and, and things that you're, you've been projected based on your environment and your upbringing that, that hey, why are you? Right. not wanting to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And the second that, you know, I walk in and say, hey, my son thinks you're a racist. Literally, I'm not making this up. We had a faculty member slam down a picture of his black friend. And I was like, oh, well then, my son definitely feels better now. Thanks, yeah, guys. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, but I think the terminology gets people mm-hmm. um, very nervous. Am I saying the right thing? Am I using the right terminology? And to any of those people that might be fearful about having the conversation, I would just encourage you to say, hey, excuse me if I said anything wrong. Just correct me. Teach right, me. Yeah. Awareness me is know. key. Yeah. That's it. And, and, and questioning. Like, 
have I been doing the same thing? How would I feel mm -hmm. if, you know, if I was raising a child, a minority child, or if I was a minority, how would I feel in this community? Do I feel welcomed? I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a minority. I can't tell yeah. you that, but right. I can only tell you through the eyes of my sons that they don't always feel comfortable or welcome. Yeah. Right. Right. I feel like my sons feel as comfortable as they do because of what they've kind of created and themselves and what's naturally happened. Like they're athletes, they're popular kids, mm -hmm. et cetera. Like, sorry if that sounds. No, not yeah. at all. No, mine are too. They're like yeah. GQs walking right, around, yeah. right? <laughs> Six pack. But, <laughs> they, but because of that, they're more accepted. So mm -hmm. that's a subject in itself. Mm -hmm. If they weren't athletes. Yeah if they weren't popular for those reasons or because they live in a certain area or whatever the case is, yeah, you know, that says a lot in itself too. Yeah. I think that it, that one for me, I guess is a little tough because like I was a skateboarder mm -hmm. back in the day. You're so cool. Sk yeah. Skateboarders <laughs> were not cool back in the day. So, you know, all, uh, my childhood, I wasn't like one of the popular kids. So everyone just kind of like overlooked me. I wasn't like, anything to anyone you know uh skater fag was the big thing that wow, i got wow i haven't heard you yeah, that like, word in right? like 15 years yeah. so it was so just bad. like oh dude look at the look at jordan over there so instead of going to like the football games and stuff i was outside with my friends skating and stuff like that so you know i think it's uh you're kind of given a whole different uh uh, yeah, it's a I mean, thing whenever you're like popular. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, what does that yeah. mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's why I prefaced it in the context that I was saying, you know, to be brown kids in Greensburg, mm -hmm. Salem, if they weren't athletes. Right. Yeah. Did you purposely put your children in sports so that you felt like they would be more accepted? No. I, they just naturally. Naturally. Yeah. I, you know, I, I absolutely did. I absolutely put my kids in every activity um, when they were young. Like group sports and everything. Yeah, yeah, everything. Just to get their, their face shown. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. that was a very uh, strategic move of mine. And, you know, luckily they just happened to, to really love it. But mm -hmm. I put them in things that... that and unfortunately, they're the only minorities in, right? Uh, I remember we moved from Metzger. There's three schools, three elementary schools in, in elementary school. And I desperately wanted my kids to go to Southwest Hutchinson mm -hmm. because they had, you know, some more minorities in their classroom sizes. Mm -hmm. right. And so anyway, we're in Metzger. And I, I quickly realized that this was the wrong space for me. Great teachers, great atmosphere. They're still young, so you don't really have to worry about it too much. But I had to question myself. Like, I always feel like I need to do more um, because I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And so when, and anyway, we ended up buying a house close to, to nicely and I didn't feel like there was a lot of difference between the two schools. Mm -hmm. However, I put my kids in every single activity purposely so that they would make friends. And you know what their best friend is? another minority <laughs> like second grade that's not an accident yeah. right i mean they see the other only other minority son or boy in their class and they're still best friends to this day now i'm not saying they don't have other friends they do but sure. you have to question you know why is that yeah why are they best friends mm, yeah because they look alike mm -hmm. and so for me, putting them strategically in everything, I, everything from Boy Scouts to, I mean, you name it, I actually paid them to quit baseball and I paid <laughs> them to quit Boy Scouts, but I did, I bribed them with like McDonald's or something, but 
that's strategic on my side, on my end, because I wanted them to feel like they were a part of this community. And the more things they were doing in this community, maybe the safer Mm -hmm. they would be in the school district. If people knew me, if I was very involved, you know, PTA, everything, all of the stuff. And eventually I, I just kind of realized that it was a blatant waste of time. Because they're still going to snicker. They're still going to, you know, treat you with a long handled spoon. The children may be welcome to do certain activities or certain parties or all of that is still going to be the same because you can't, all of that does not change the color of your child's skin. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Give us all the answers. Right. <laughs> I wish that. I had them all. You know, I think you'd I really think like Elise. These- we need to introduce her to the encourager. Elise, you know who she is? Mm-hmm. She's, um, we've, we've had some small groups at, at, at my she business, works at Trendy Bunny, uh-huh. which not anymore. She's moved to a different college, but, oh. but she's, she's talked about a few of the things that you're bringing up today. And especially in the schools, what she does is, is want to go into the schools and educate them, mm-hmm. talk, have a mm-hmm. conversation. So how would you, may I ask you a less broad question instead of like answering all of my, the world problems. Mm-hmm. What would you encourage parents to do in any school district to bring up this conversation? How do you do that without being a you know, piranha? I think there's you get better attention by not being the prana. I think if you go with that energy, they're not listening already. Right. You know, you already have that hurdle to jump over. So, no, kind of all the rah, 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 is just yeah. going to make it ten times worse. So don't be me. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but I think you know being professional about it you know Mm -hmm. reaching out like know who to email show up at school board meetings i know i'm guilty of not being involved and this is where again these past couple years i'm now starting to do just that so i can i'm a part of the change Mm -hmm. so uh getting involved knowing getting to know your members i just joined when i found you guys um, I was already in my search. What is going on in Greensburg? Who's around? Who's doing what? Who has a voice? Yeah. Voices of Westmoreland. I just recently joined with them, and they are doing amazing work. Unfortunately, simultaneously, I was starting something else, but so I haven't been as active. But they are doing amazing work. If you haven't, checked them out. Yeah on Facebook, some of the people that are running for city council and for the school board change. Yay. Um, get on their page, find out who's running. I don't want to mispronounce the names or get butcher the names. So I'm going to just leave that alone. Um, but their information is on there and they are amazing. So on getting Voices involved in Westmoreland. Yes. So getting involved in ways like that, like I said, showing up at the school board meetings, emailing the right people, um, talking to your local officials, there has to be some kind of step meeting new people that have are like-minded yeah you know there's power in numbers and that's pretty much the voices of westmoreland their their motto so um getting involved in whatever activities other entities are doing you know that have a voice they've done some protesting up here they've done you know peaceful protesting and they've it's knocked on doors we have to put that into every time we right, use that yeah, word not yeah. like protesting as a right. duty they're not word. rebels they're not causing problems right. they just want change and they want equality right um so they've had you know meetings they've knocked on doors and not just in your neighborhood or my neighborhood they've knocked on doors right here at, at the courthouse so whatever you can do to have a voice and do it in numbers that's mm-hmm sums it up for me as far as what to do. Yeah, I mean, I really do believe that we have 
everything that we need to mm-hmm. be this amazing, progressive, beautiful city, right? Like I we're agree. the only city in Westmoreland County. There's an advantage to that, right? Yeah. I mean, we do have all of the tools. It's just a matter of breaking down those barriers and making people, not forcing them to talk about it, but asking, forcing them to almost ask themselves those difficult questions. Right. And if they could just tear down the fear that they have to talk about it. Um, and I think a lot of it, like I said, is terminology. I think a lot of people are just afraid that they're going to say something offensive. Let us decide, let Mm -hmm. someone decide whether or not what you're saying is relevant Mm -hmm. or what's the word I'm looking for hurtful and we can teach you. And, and, and I'm still learning those things. I have to learn those things every day. I mean, my children come home. I'll give you an example. My children, one of my children came home and said that um, somebody had asked them for their black card. And I was like, oh, you mean like your dance card? <laughs> like, what does that yeah. mean? A black card is like, I can use the N-word oh, around geez. you because we're friends. And so, of course, I went to the school. And it, it, it's such an incredibly sensitive and hurtful thing to say. But these, at the end of the day, they're children. Mm-hmm. And they're young children at the time. And so it, it has to be, there was no conversation about it. It was just like me throwing a fit, you yeah. know? Like, what are we going to do about this? And I think it's just so important to be able to have a conversation without feeling like you're being attacked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without feeling like the person across from you is putting up a wall of defense based on, you know, what they have to do, what the regulations say they have to do. Right. Everybody's so scared to just talk about it. I think it's really powerful that, you know, to recognize that there are members in this community who do want change and who right. do recognize those things. And and they may not look like what you think they're going to look like. They may not behave the way that you want them to, but there are members that are very much, I mean, everybody knows I'm a Democrat. So there's, you know, yeah. there are people on the other side that I have had these conversations with and they have really impressed me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you have to get to a place where you feel comfortable talking to everyone, right. yeah. just having those conversations. I think we really have the opportunity here to do something incredible in this town. I mm-hmm. totally agree. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the, that's the thing. This, this town, it's, it's hard for me to see it through your eyes. Uh, me personally, um, I mean, I feel like this place is very, you know, nice community. Most of the people I would say that I run into are extremely accepting of everything. Um, the The circles that I run with are, I mean, the, one of my one of my best friends is a retired state cop, and we don't agree on uh you know political candidates but he's a a sweetheart of a guy and you know so am i obviously (laughs) and you know we get to we get along like that you know i mean it's i feel like this whole community just really is uh kind of working its way towards the new young blood coming into the town old kind of ideas just getting yeah. washed out of Tearing here. Tearing down those walls. Yeah. yeah. Especially with Seton Hill and uh, Hill West County Community College and St. Vincent. All of these schools are bringing in more diversity. Yeah. They're definitely progressive. And yeah. 
regardless of race, it's diversity too, in the sense of age, you know, Mm -hmm. and just the new age and like what they're bringing the millennials, I guess. Um, It's been a long time since I've been able to walk around Greensburg and just enjoy like a nice restaurant, you know, it used to be like that growing up and then it kind of went away and now it's coming back. Really? Hmm. Yes. That's hard. I mean, like I I was just at Seton Hill on a Sunday with my family. We went up for the uh, Seton Hill men's basketball tip off Mm -hmm. event thing. It was fantastic. It mm-hmm. was awesome. And the cool things that I saw were just like all these little kids. So they had a basketball camp over the summer and all the kids that went to the basketball camp got to go out on the court and shoot with all of the college players Awesome! and tons of diversity throughout the kids, the players, obviously. And what you see when you're just watching like little kids play is mm-hmm. just pure fucking innocence. Right. Yeah. They don't right. know. Right. That, you know, grandpa hated this person because of the color of their skin. They don't understand that. So it's like, I feel like the younger generation really is kind of coming up very neutral, mm-hmm. very just like supportive of everybody. And it's, it's really awesome. Right. I don't know. I just hope it continues. Like, like I said, the, all the group of people that I hang out with are very awesome people. Alicia, you know, best she's friends the coolest. Of ours. The coolest. The coolest. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think like, you find your tribe, though, Jordan. Really, I feel like those people, you know, you just naturally find them. And a lot mm-hmm. of times there are bad eggs and you have to sure. you yeah. have to do your part to have those uncomfortable moments mm-hmm. where you're like, listen, I, I feel like our morals, our morality is 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 wrapped up in this little, tiny, huge big ball of, of racism. Yeah. And, you know, I think God bless me with minority children so that I could make a change. And I feel like every day when my children are in this community, I can see that it very much is black and white yeah. period. Like I know you people don't want to hear that, but it is. Yeah. And one of the reasons that I built trendy bunny is to break down some of those barriers. Yeah. And the older my children get, the more comfortable they get with this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they don't even see it anymore. That's what, that's, yeah. that's, that's what gets awesome. me. That's what gets me they, in, in a bad way. Like they don't, oh, they don't even see the glances or they don't see or hear the comments because they're, mm. uh, what's the word? Like conditioned to just laugh it off. Like, oh, okay, that's a, that's a pretty racially I explicit you that joke. More towards they were feeling more normalized. In no, situation, yeah. but I get what you're saying. They are feeling more normalized when I feel like maybe they shouldn't feel that way. You know, I mean, one of my biggest wishes in life is or dreams in life is that my children live close to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that, you know, if we stay on this path of, of, of having a lack of diversity in, in our school systems here, um, in our police department, in our business owners, right. doing something as small as like, well, what we do at Trendy is not advertised when we have black owned businesses and their products there. Like, what do you want a, a, a prize? You want a cookie? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Like you Seriously. don't need a cookie. Right. And so yeah. those are things that shouldn't be what's the word I'm looking for? Spotlighted. Yeah. Just like I mean, that's just like natural like progression target. in life. Like, <laughs> Oh, they have a really cool product. We should sell it. We shouldn't advertise it because it's black owned business. We should advertise it because it's good Yeah. because it's better than what you were selling before, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. those are the things that I start, to, that I've started to see that 
just are annoying to me. Like, I don't think you deserve a pat on back, pat on the back for doing something that you should have been doing for 20 years. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about the bigger issues here. Like why are there very few minority owned businesses in Greensburg? Mm-hmm. Why, 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 why are there no black educators in Greensburg? There's very few, I think because we don't make them feel like they belong here. Right. And so that's part of the progression I was talking about a few minutes ago where you were, when I said about, you know, growing up here, it's like, Oh, I remember like walking to the store, walking to the Isleys or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of went away. And now I feel like it's back, but it's, there's still places I wouldn't go today as an almost 46 year old woman in Greensburg. In born Greensburg? In, wow. Yes. Really? Absolutely. Wow. My son who was in a, um, relationship with a white female wanted to take her to a local restaurant and actually had concerns about that a very well-known one one that i order from but and i have had business meetings in but i still feel uncomfortable in and so i said you know what why don't you go with me We'll do a walkthrough so that you're like familiar with the facility, maybe get your face seen a little bit, and then you can take her. Because not only is he, would he have been going in as a, a black male, but yeah. he's been going in with a white female, exactly. which still is looked at, you know. Yeah. This is so wild. These are things that like white me personally, Jordan, I would red. Your cheeks are exactly. red. Is that I'm sorry. No, because I'm I like just get your set on fire. I, mean, I don't have a filter, right? Like, and that was not years ago. <laughs> that was just this past, not this past summer, but the summer before. It's just nuts. I don't. It's nuts to. I us. don't even understand. It's nuts to us because mm-hmm. we have this privilege that right, we walk yeah. around. So with when you said know. like, "Oh, really?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, really." Yeah. Because from your perspective, you might have thought, "Well, there's always been places to go in Greensburg. You know, bar, restaurant, yeah, eateries." And I have shops, the privilege you know? of being able to be visibly angry about this, right? Yeah. right? Like yeah. that's why I'm saying I've always felt a responsibility to like set the place on fire because mm-hmm. I can. Because mm-hmm. if you come in, they're going to have a stereotypical what's the word uh, thought like, "Oh, another angry black woman." Right. Like, but if I walk right. in and they're like, "Oh, why is this white bitch here?" Like she's going to complain about something else. What do you know? Like we have a responsibility right. to make change. If you're telling me you don't feel comfortable and your son doesn't feel comfortable in one of our public restaurants here in That's Greensburg. That's been there since I was a little kid. Listen, then we've got bigger problems and bigger fish to fry mm-hmm. than, you know, you guys feeling uncomfortable. Yep. Like you turn this podcast off. Don't come to trendy. I said it. Don't care. Yeah. I'll burn the place down first. I mean, I have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to help her. Yeah. Never feel that feeling again. Mm-hmm. That it's so inappropriate. It's so it's, it it's I have goosebumps. That it's, so it's, it's dirty. It's dirty feeling yeah, it's dirty. that like, you like, sit damn. there and think that like you have to go take him to a restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. To introduce him to the he had never been in there to dine in, so right. I wanted him to have some kind of familiarity, right. even though we've ordered from there, take it home, whatever. Sure. So I wanted him to go with me, be seen with me. Maybe they'll recognize the face. So when he goes in, they're like, okay, you know. We're and cool he, with his mom, so let's be cool. Just like what I was talking about, I systematically put my kids in everything. Yeah. You are doing those things. Maybe yeah. not with sports, but right, you yeah. are, you're showing their face right, so that yes. you feel more comfortable or they feel more comfortable. And mm-hmm. that is really. And I've had them active not you know, okay. on Mamas with Brown Sons. And mm-hmm. they're active in my business when I do a go live on whatever subject, as long as it applies to them. I've interviewed two of my sons and one of their girlfriends on what it's like to be a millennial interracial couple. 
Yeah. And we've talked about these kind of awkward mm-hmm. things that they've had to deal with. Yeah. You know, I'm, I tried to, you know, bring up the topic that it's a together thing because for the females, their parents should be concerned because it's your daughter that's riding in the car with my son. If he gets pulled right. over and is harmed in an unnecessary way. Right. Yeah. Uh, I can't even. This can't just be a, a welcome to my life, Jordan. He's like, <laughs> right. what? Damn! Like, yeah, man. This is why everybody in Greensburg is like, oh, here comes Alicia He's like, again. I thought she's, we were just gonna talk like around like what Tara does with I, therapy yeah. today. I didn't expect to get this deep, but I'm glad we did. I mean, like, these are things that I think that I've wanted to talk about on this podcast uh, since I started it, and never really found a good uh way to get into it surprise yeah i mean it just like i mean i personally have seen you know the greensburg police do great things i mean absolutely all of that nobody in this room right now is saying that you know we are not hip to the police or we don't respect them or anything like that it literally just is how a whole entire community is making minorities like feel, you know what I mean? And it might and not it's even been a be. problem. It's been a problem. This has, this is nothing new. This yeah. is just the first time that if you, if you have a platform, right? Like, <clears throat> excuse me, Jordan has a platform here on the local. He's got a platform. I have a platform at trendy. Albeit we're not famous in any stretch of the imagination, but Speak for you yourself. know, we do have some sort of platform here and to right. not use that when you see, or learn more like in this podcast right now, we've learned something new or we've heard something again that maybe we've heard before. And if we don't do something, we're them, right? Like we're the bad guys, we're the bad guys. And so by turning this off or not listening or being uncomfortable with these conversations and turning a blind eye, you are just as guilty. Yeah. And it is an unfortunate thing because these are conversations that Jordan and I have behind closed doors, closed doors all the time, especially after the George Floyd thing and Brianna Taylor and the list goes on and on. I I can't remember his name, Trevor, um, Trevor with the boy with Skittles that was shot by the psycho neighbor. uh, I remember when that happened and Trayvon Trayvon. Yes. When that happened, I remember it was the, the first time that things were really real for me. I As think that was probably woman. the like, first. Like, I was like, wow, he has Skittles. Like, shit, yeah. my kids have Skittles. Like, this is so absurd. And the conversation didn't make its way here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It just didn't make its way here. And it took it took a worldwide pandemic, which is the only reason I'm grateful for COVID, to quiet everybody down right. so that yeah. you had no choice but to see and if you are still blind to it, I got to tell you, you can turn your TV off and open your ear some because right. we've got this problem mm-hmm. right here in Greensburg and we have a responsibility to do something better and bigger because this is the place that we live. Yeah. This is where we call home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with just, uh, you know, being accepting of everybody. Like it just, again, I'm going to go back to my, I think the first point I made if you are just a basic human being and, yeah. and like just a nice human being, yeah, those you're just uh, part of humanity. Yeah. That's, right. that's ingrained in you. You should just you know, welcome everybody. You know what I mean? It's, it's really hard. I mean, I have a, uh, I have a Chinese sister-in-law, mm-hmm. um, her and my brother got married. And when this whole fucking pandemic thing went down now, she lives in DC 
huge city, huge political fucking dumpster fire down there. So, you know, she was getting, you know, some, yeah. some things said to her about like, you know, the China virus and the China flu mm-hmm. and all oh, that. Sure. Yeah, I wonder sure. where that came from. Right, yeah. Um, so it was just, uh, it was tough. I like, I called her and I was just like, Hey, how's everything going? Or I'd shoot her a text on like Facebook and like there would be things that were said, uh, you know, in comments or whatever. And then like, she would chime in and just be like, Hey, yeah. Hi, Remember me. me? We were friends yeah, before this. You know? Yeah. And it was really tough. And just because like, you know, some, some dude, decided that you know it was it was okay to unleash all of these fucking cretins from underneath their rocks right just and made them feel empowered enough to be able to say that's you know what though uh, correct me if if you have a different opinion here but i think it's the best thing that could have happened in this country oh yeah you know the best thing that could have happened in this country is knowing that this stuff is real like this is a real thing this actually happens like these are not just like a a small minority of 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 people that happen to be you know in a tiny little uh place in in pennsylvania or in you know west virginia it is everywhere Mm -hmm. it is everywhere and for the first time i feel like um you know when it came to Asian hate, when it came to minority hate of any kind, they took to social media and I'm glad they did Mm -hmm. because I see you because you wrote it and you put it on there. Absolutely. And I I hear a lot and I even feel it. I feel like this conversation is heavy. I feel like my heart is racing a little bit. I feel heavy. And a lot of that is because, you know, it feels like you're being piled on to, right? Like, oh, wow. So I barely survived my business, very, very, barely survived COVID. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we lost friends and family members to COVID. And I come from a long line of military service. And so, you know, there's just so much pressure and it it just feels like, wow, okay, you're piling on. I don't want to have this conversation. I want to talk about rainbows and butterflies, except it's not rainbows and butterflies people. And I encourage you to just get to that place where you feel like you are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because that's where you should be. Right on. Agreed. So what else you want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, after you said that too, I feel like we should end like on a, you know, and on a positive, let's do that. Positive and in lighter puppies or (laughs) babies. Um, I'm obviously distracted by everything, right? Yeah, (laughs) but come again. You know, the positive side of even the topic that we were talking about, even though it was heavy, is that we are doing something to make a change. Mm -hmm. We have great community connections here. Three of us are sitting in this room as evidence of that. Sure. Um, we have some great things going on in the community. Friday night, senior night. Shout out to my son, Jaden, who is a senior. Um, so there's other things that are going on, again, in the community that, yeah, you know, we're doing ladies night in city of Greensburg. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a lot of fun. Come to Trinity. I need to definitely stop down and, and see you at your place. And I've been trying to make my way around. I went to it's a very Major fancy Stokes. place. You'll like it. I stopped in there because I'd rather support, you know, the mom and pop. Major Stokes? Yes. Oh, yeah. Awesome They've place. got the best food. Yes. And I just love the... Jim's We awesome. went in there and a friend of mine and I went in there just... We actually missed... They were doing the event over the summer and it was like the... 
I don't know, it was a tour of downtown Greensburg, but there was some kind of event. It was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, we thought it was Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever. We went on the wrong day. It was over. Uh. So there was like, it was a ghost town. There was like nobody around, but he was in there and he gave us a tour of the uh, entire place and told us all the neat things about. Did he tell you it was haunted? Yes. What? Yes. So Jim much Bosco. so. Dang. Son of a I'm bitch. not going now. That one of the shows um, that does all the paranormal activity stuff. Uh-huh wanted to come and interview him and like yeah. go in there with their equipment. It's up on the floor. It's nowhere near where we'd be eating right, or yeah. drinking or yeah, having a good time. Creepsville. But it's on the top floor. Yeah. He wants to do a podcast with me on like Halloween overnight. Oh God. At least that's what he said like a year ago, but Dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit him up and I'm just going to be like, Hey, <laughs> I let's, can't, that stuff go. creeps me out. I, I haven't watched a horror movie since I was like 14. I talked to the guys from like Springwood Manor a couple of weeks ago um they were like building like a dark ride through their basement and stuff like mm-hmm. for kids and wow families that's in. cool yeah but they got shut down from uh fucking north huntington because they were like mm. oh zoning yeah <laughs> we yeah tara yeah. and i had this conversation yes. beforehand about yes. zoning but um so it's not only greensburg that had to deal with that bullshit for a while um but the justin the dude that uh owns the house he sent me some videos to my phone like things that he's captured like on camera and on his cell phone and then uh, security cameras uh-uh and like, there's like no way you can make that up my hair was standing up on yeah no, all over my body security cameras I like there's, yeah. i was just watching a video earlier today about that like somebody had posted their um from their like ring camera or whatever uh-huh. their husband was going out to work and it was like dark out so i'm assuming it was either late night or like early in the morning and open driveway he had parked on the street he's walking to get into his truck and he stops you can see him on camera stop like looking around as if he heard something and later he explained he thought he heard something so he stopped so he turns around goes back and you know gets in his truck pulls off well then in the driveway there's like these shadows that are like oh. coming closer to the house <laughs> like you cannot make that At up least you just it was the creepy yeah. i can't <laughs> yes so he heard something yeah Listen, i don't even watch rated r movies i haven't watched anything <laughs> other than pg-13 oh, so, no, for real <laughs> one for of my real. coping skills is like reality tv something mindless you know yeah. I'm watching like Gilmore series. Girls with Michael. That's my husband. He's like, okay, I can't. <laughs> like, you are so ridiculous. That dude, he's just so he's like, a saint. whatever. He's so it chill. He's like, whatever. My wife's yeah. an idiot. I can't. I can't. I, I can't watch anything because I can't forget anything, right? Yeah. Like, it's once it's there, it's in my brain forever. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's why I, I still remember the horror movie I watched when I was 14. House on Haunted Hill. Don't yeah, do it, I'm folks. definitely not a scary movie person at no, all. No, I'm I like can't. sappy and rainbows and butterflies. Yes, right. All right, gang, we've done it. We have uh, reached an hour. So there it is. I told you guys it would be a fun show. If you don't like it, fuck off. And uh, <laughs> that's how I feel. You so. Said it. Thank you guys so much for coming in. I appreciate both of you guys coming in. Absolutely. I think it was My uh, pleasure. super enlightening conversation. I really had a good time talking to you guys about this sort of thing because, you know, you see this shit in the news every single day. Right. And, you know, when do you get to a point where, like, you don't you don't want to get numb to that type of shit. You don't want to sit there and just be like, oh, again, oh, again, like right. uh, school shootings. You don't want to, like, get numb to that right. shit. So. 
having those uncomfortable conversations, I think, is very important. I appreciate you guys for having one with me today. Um, yeah. Thank had a good you time. Thank you for having me. Me too.